there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on a little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So last week on the podcast, I talked about how I kind of keep my grounding and my footing and how to keep things um, consistent in a world that is completely up and down and inconsistent. And I heard from many of you that that was encouraging. So thank you. If you haven't heard that one, you'll want to go check it out because if there's anyone right now who knows a life that is inconsistent, that would be me. Life has been full of craziness lately, and it's been really hard to keep my footing and to keep grounded, but I'm talking about on that episode the things that I've been doing in order to keep it consistent. And also, the week before, I talked about keeping it simple in my homeschool, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, and I think that's the most listened to uh, like new release ever of a podcast, so many of you wanted to hear about how we keep it simple in our homeschool, and I've heard from many of you that we're encouraged. So if you haven't heard that one and you are a homeschooler or you know a homeschooler, I would encourage you to check that one out. Also, I wanted to let you know that our Simply Living for Him online women's community is a thriving community of women. It is completely free uh, as women that are looking to get closer to the Lord, uh, grow in their walk with the Lord, encourage one another, and dig into the Word of God together. And we're starting a new Bible study on September 13th called Romans 8 verse by verse. Yeah, it's got no fancy title. It's just called Romans 8 because we're studying Romans 8. And my my Bible studies are no fluff, no frills. We keep it simple. It's literally just us women going through the passage verse by verse. And so each week we'll be looking at a couple of verses in Romans 8 and discussing them within the community. And I'd love for you to join us at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. Also, I just wanted to remind you that my books are available on Amazon. This fall will be a wonderful time to cuddle up with my uh, less clutter, more joy devotional. Um, it's 100 devotions that will help you grow in your walk with the Lord, hope you uh, help you to get rid of distractions and focus on what truly matters most. You can find that at Amazon as well as my homeschooling books at Amazon.com. Uh, also, I just wanted to let you know that I have two e-courses on Simply Living for Him that you can find all the information called uh, Simplify Your Homeschool and Bible-Based Homeschooling. I would love for you to check those out as well if you are a homeschooler or you know someone who's homeschooling. I feel like everybody these days knows someone who's homeschooling because that's just the world we live in, right? Speaking of homeschooling, before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an award-winning Christ-centered homeschool curriculum provider. We have used their curriculum in some way, shape, or form, I think, pretty much our entire 16 years of our homeschooling journey. Uh, we've used all, all of their science curriculum from 
elementary ages up to middle school, up to high school. We have never been disappointed. They are superb, and I would highly recommend it. But the best thing about Apologia is their biblical worldview. Everything I teach my children, I want to be centered on the Word of God. I want the Bible to be the foundation of every subject that I teach, and that's why we love Apologia. Right now, you can get a free scripture coloring and activity ebook at Apologia.com. I love that they have a bunch of free resources over there to encourage you, free downloads for your kids, activities, things like that, that you could print out um, at Apologia.com. And also while you're over there, check out their amazing stellar curriculum. So today I wanted to talk about fear and fear is a liar. Now everybody's kind of heard that catchphrase before, right? Fear is a liar, fear is a liar. I am somebody who has dealt with fear my entire life. From as long as I can remember as a little girl, I can remember being afraid of certain things. And most fears, let's face it, are rooted in something harmful happening to us, right? We're usually afraid of something causing us harm, whether it, you know, be sickness or injury or death, you know, or something happening to a loved one, those are fears. And there's certain amount of healthy fears that happen in our lives, you know, things that alert us that are meant to kind of stir something in us so that we can discern to be cautious and careful and prudent. And then there's the types of fears of which are what we're going to talk about today, that become irrational fears that become all consuming fears that become um, something that hinders you from your walk with the Lord. And here at Simply Living for Him, we talk about anything that distracts you or hinders you from your walk with the Lord. And the key to simplifying is getting rid of anything that is taking your attention away from the Lord, hearing His voice above all the noise of this world. And sometimes fear can be a voice, especially in my life, ask me how I know, that truly takes away from me hearing God's voice, right? Sometimes I listen to that lie of fear. I listen to that instead of, you know, his voice. And so I want to talk about that today because I know that there are so many people out there that are dealing with fear. I know that even if you're not somebody who's been typically a fearful person your whole life, like I said I was, that this past year, I bet for some of you, your fears have been magnified. And I bet for others of you, you've had fears that you never even had before. Maybe all of a sudden, you're facing something new, this, this idea of being fearful. And a lot of it has to do with, obviously, the times that we live in, right? The media right now is pretty much obsessed with making us fearful. And yes, there is a certain amount, like I said, of information we need to know to make wise choices. But there is also a lot of things out there designed to incite fear in us. And so as Christians, we have to be very discerning to know when is fear being a liar? Like, when is it okay to be prudent and diligent and wise? And when are we letting fear dictate us? When are we letting fear take over our emotions? And I'm going to be quite honest with you. There have been times in the past few weeks where I have let fear creep in. And that is why I am getting on the podcast to tell you to call that out, really, to call it out and say, hey, look, I'm not going to cower in fear in my bedroom anymore. I am going to get it out there. I always believe when you get your sin 
sin out there, the darkness flees because I am shed, um, shining a light on a dark place. Yes, I have cowered in fear lately. And number one, I tell you that, like I said, to get that kind of like out there and to shine a light in the dark places, but also because I believe as a leader in ministry that it is really important for me to share the times that I stumble, the times that I even fall sometimes because that is um, really important. Transparency and honesty and being like, hey, look, I've struggled with this, but I want to also tell you, hey, look, look what God is teaching me through this. He hasn't left me there in my bed cowering in fear. Some days that's what I want to do. But lately, like especially the past day or two as I was preparing for this podcast, the reason I chose this topic was I was he was just teaching me so much that I was like, I need to share this. And, you know, I really wanted to call out that uh, spirit of fear. Right. It says in the Bible in um, first, uh, not first, sorry, second Timothy chapter one. We all know this verse, I think. Verse seven, it says, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my Bible without my glasses. And I literally feel like a little old lady because I can hardly (laughs) see it so it says here for god has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power and love and self-discipline one of the things that i've really been focused on lately as i prepare for our romans 8 bible study next week is the power of the spirit like Please don't underestimate how incredibly powerful you are as a follower of Christ. Now, you are not powerful, but you have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. The Holy Spirit is opposite of that spirit of fear. God cannot lie, right? We know that. God is a hundred percent truth, and we cannot allow this spirit of fear, which is a liar, to creep in because, listen, faith and fear literally cannot exist together. Why? Because God cannot be in the presence of anything that will go against his character. And Fear is a liar and God is not. So it goes against his character to be fearful. One of the things that, um, that God has really taught me just this, you know, past day or so really is this idea that when we truly trust the Lord, you literally cannot have fear in you. Like it just can't exist at the same time. So you either have faith in him and trust him or you don't. Like it, you can't just be like, well, I trust him a little bit, but I have fear because like I said, You're either all in or you're not because fear cannot be part of our um, uh, holiness, right? And so I wanted to remind you of this, you know, picture. I talked about it today on my uh, devotional. I do daily devotionals on my YouTube channel. If you don't know that, you can go check them out on YouTube. But I talked about this idea of fear today on my YouTube channel. And, you know, think about a little baby um, in, in their daddy's arms, right? When you see a little baby sleeping in, in its daddy's arms or its mommy's arms, you never see the baby looking around, looking around, looking all over like, uh-oh, uh-oh, is, is he going to drop me? 
No, that baby has always got that beautiful little content look as it's sleeping in its parents' arms, right? That baby doesn't even, it doesn't even cross its mind to be fearful because that baby like just instinctively knows this is where I'm safe. I trust this person. Now, as a baby grows up and these outside influences of the world start to creep in and start to, you know, kind of taint our view of trust, we do. We become fearful of different things. But at that infancy stage, and, you know, the Bible tells us we should be, you know, like with a childlike faith. At that infancy phase, you see that baby just sleeping in its its daddy's arms. That baby is not over there saying, I hope this daddy doesn't drop me. I'm really worried this this daddy's going to drop me, right? Now, you see ever like uh, those fathers that are bouncing their children around or swinging them around or sometimes even as toddlers, maybe they throw them up in the air. And what is that child doing? They're like gleeful and joyful, laughing because they feel safe. Now, if you're a mom and you're watching, you're probably having some fear as you watch daddy like toss this baby around but the baby doesn't have fear because the baby completely trusts its daddy that is a picture of us in our daddy's arms in our father's arms we are completely like we should know that he literally isn't gonna drop us because he's god now that doesn't mean that something bad may not happen to us an outside influence in this tainted world that we live in right we live in this um this world that um, has sin and sorrow and pain and suffering so sometimes things in this world will cause us pain and suffering and sorrow but here's the thing when we are safe in our father's arms We have nothing to fear because no matter what comes our way, we know, see, we know that this world is not our home. We know that even if we suffer bodily harm, even if we suffer harm that ends in death, we know that we will spend eternity with our father who is holding us just like that father is holding that baby. We know that this world is not our home. And we know that we are safe and secure in our father's arms and he can never drop us. It says in Romans 8 at the very end, that beautiful passage where it says that nothing can separate us. Nothing, absolutely nothing can separate us from our father. I would encourage you, number one, I'd encourage you to go read that whole passage in Romans 8 because... It's just so amazing and so powerful. Um, But especially, you know, focusing on those ending verses. And I'd also encourage you, because I always encourage women to, you know, get in the word themselves and to learn from God himself. Like, I'm going to share some scriptures with you, but I would encourage you to get in the word yourself. And I want you to look up verses that talk about fear. Now, I know there's that thing out there that says there's like 365 verses in the Bible that talk about, you know, have no fear or do not fear. And there's one for every day. Now, I don't think that's true, but it doesn't matter exactly how many number there are because it says it quite a bit that we do not need to fear. So, I mean, this is a very broad topic, which we could really, you know, 
do way more than one podcast on. But I just wanted to talk to you about this idea that fear is a spirit. It is completely opposite from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us power. It gives us that sound mind. It gives us discipline and love. It gives us the ability, actually gives us the ability to have no fear because the Holy Spirit equips us in ways that we could never equip ourselves in the flesh. And fear is the complete opposite. It's this spirit that tells us, don't trust God. I mean, So let me be honest with you. Lately, you guys know, I love the Lord. I love his word. I trust him. But lately, I've had some fears creep in. I've had some worries creep in. And it was really getting me down and really hindering me and really distracting me. And, you know, I look at that and I'm like, I am so sorry, God. I am so sorry that I would allow this spirit of fear, which is a complete liar, to come in. Because what I'm doing when I focus on my fear is I'm saying, Lord, I love you and I trust you, but how would you feel if your husband said that to you? You know, okay, my husband comes home, Karen, I love you and I trust you, but... No, we would get in a big argument, right? (laughs) We would say, there is no but. If you love and you trust, that's it. It's not, God, I love you and I trust you, but what if this happens? No, God says in the word, all things will work together for good for those who trust in him. And it works for his purposes. See, that's what we have to remember. His purposes are not our purposes. And sometimes things may happen in our life that we don't like, that aren't comfortable, that actually may be terrible and tragic. And we may have suffering and pain. But we're still safe in our daddy's arms because we aren't looking at the big, large picture. We're looking at just, you know, we get very prideful. We just look at our little snippet of life and how it affects us. But we're forgetting that in God's terms, there's this whole big, huge picture from the beginning of time until Jesus returns and beyond. And we're just a tiny little snippet in there. You know, we were talking in our church this past weekend, the sermon was amazing. It was on Moses. And he was talking about, and I thought it was so interesting, our pastor was talking about how um, when Moses was born and the babies were ordered to be, you know, killed, the baby boys, and, you know, they put Moses in the basket on the river. And here, you know, what what was intended, you know, the eat for evil, like to have these babies drown in the river, you know, the, the um, Pharaoh was ordering these babies to be killed. And then many years later, what happens? Moses parts the sea, right? This baby that was supposed to be drowned in a river ends up parting a sea. And what happens? Those enemies are drowned in a river or in the sea, right? They're drowned in the water. And I was like, wow, that's an amazing picture that, you know, we had no idea. But So you look at that and you're like, wow, you know, God saved Moses. And then Moses in turn, you know, is parting the sea and saving these people and all this. But then I also thought to myself, but there were babies that were killed. Like there were, there were uh, Hebrew babies born 
that had to be killed under that order. And so, you know, it's like you look at anything in life. You know, I remember when 9-11 happened and you're like, wow, you know, you hear these stories like that person almost got on the plane, but they didn't. Or that person almost went to work in the Twin Towers, but they didn't. In fact, my husband was one of them. He was laid off from his job that he took the train into the Twin Towers. He would have been getting out at nine o'clock in the morning, right? And at that time, he was laid off. And we were like, wow, he wasn't there. So you have all those stories. But what happened? There was also thousands of people that were there. So there always is going to be suffering and pain. And, you know, we have to be very careful that we don't equate God with only things that are avoiding of pain. Because on this earth, we're always going to face pain. On this earth, we're always going to face suffering. But The promise that we need to be focused on so that we have no fear is no matter what happens to us on this earth, we are safe in our daddy's arms. We are safe in our daddy's arms forever. So while things may be out of control on this earth, while things may be happening to us that will cause us fear, ultimately we are still safe. And so the other thing I wanted to talk about, about fear that I realized that God was teaching me was like, okay, fear is a liar because it distracts me from doing the things I'm called to do, right? It takes my eyes off of God. It takes my eyes off of serving him. It takes my eyes off of serving my family. For me, when I'm fearful, I shut down. I have a really hard time leaving my bedroom. I'm just being honest with you. I isolate when I am having, you know, a moment (laughs) or that moment might last a few days sometimes. I I tend to isolate. I tend to cower in my room. I tend to, um, you know, uh, until I can get myself out of it. And I shouldn't say get myself out of it until the Lord pulls me out of it. Because ultimately that spirit, um, that powerful Holy Spirit works in me. Because in my flesh, I cower in fear. And fear is lying to me. Fear is lying to me and making me think that anything that happens to me, like, okay, it's God really can't control everything because this thing is going to happen to me, or this thing might happen to my family, or this thing might happen to my child, or whatever it is. But that's a lie because we know that, yes, sometimes things may happen here, but our purpose in life is to really glorify him and honor him and share the love of Christ with others. And so when we get fearful, I'm not sharing the love of Christ with others. I'm not even leaving my bedroom. I'm not serving my family. I'm cowering in fear and it's a distraction. And so it hinders me from living the purposes and the calling that he has on my life. Fear becomes my God instead of my God, right? Because I'm thinking about my fear more than I'm thinking about my God. And, you know, we don't only run to God because we want him to rescue us from whatever the thing is that we're fearful of. We have already been rescued. He has rescued us already from the grave. He rescued us when he died on the cross. So there really is nothing to fear. I would remind you about Romans 8. Nothing can separate you from him. No matter what it is, persecution, famine, illness, um, death, nothing, literally nothing. Isn't that a comfort? 
That is such a comfort. It's like that baby in its daddy's arms. Not even like oh like it's not even in their their mind that anything bad could happen to them because they just feel safe it doesn't even come into their mind and so fear is a liar fear is like i said it's a spirit and it is the opposite of the holy spirit when we allow a spirit of fear to infiltrate our our soul it just takes a little bit you know one little thought for me and I told this to my husband this is what happens to me it's like a downward spiral one little thought if I don't combat that thought really quick it comes back and all of a sudden it snowballs bigger and bigger and you know what I'm doing I'm Googling and I'm researching and I'm turning over this fear in my mind and I'm playing out what if and all that. And guess what I'm not doing? I'm not praying. I'm not spending time in the word. I'm not filling up on the truth. I will tell you 100% when I get in the word and I am filled up on the truth and my mind is being transformed and I have the power of the spirit in me. Fear cannot exist. It cannot exist. So it's a red flag for me when I start to get so fearful and I start to get so worried and anxious. I'm not walking in the spirit. I'm walking in the flesh. And this is something we're going to talk about in our Romans 8 Bible study because that's a lot of what uh, it talks about in um, those verses, especially in the beginning, is about walking by the spirit, not in the flesh. And I've been really kind of researching that lately and trying to understand, like, you know, how how can I um, walk by the spirit and not the flesh? And if I have the Holy Spirit, then why does the flesh keep creeping in? And, you know, really the answer is we're still living on this earth. And we still have the influences of the flesh. And what I've been realizing is you cannot expect to walk by the spirit if you're feeding the flesh. And so when I feed my spirit of fear, I can't expect to walk by the power of the spirit. And so it's very important to combat that fear, which is a liar, to fill your mind with truth. When your mind is filled with truth, there's no room for lies. And, you know, we all know that, we hear that, but we don't live it out. I don't know why we are like these gluttons for punishment who know the truth, who know that if we fill our mind with all things that are lovely and pure and excellent and praiseworthy and fill our mind with the truth, as the Bible says, there's no room for lies. Yet, for some reason, we feel the need to go after those lies, at least for me. I'm like, wait, I just got to turn over these Uh, fears in my mind a few more times and turn over these scenarios and turn over these what ifs when I could be sitting in my room instead of cowering in fear with my you know uh, Bible open and pouring over his word because then that fills you up that transforms you that gives you that power to overcome that spirit of fear remember God is truth fear is a liar so they cannot exist together You cannot be walking with the Lord and being fearful of the world. You cannot be walking with the Lord and being, you know, listening to the lies that fill up your mind. And so Satan wants nothing more than to distract us from living for him. So if we are turning over fears in our mind, it's impossible to live for him. 
So we must, must walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. We must feed the Spirit and not the flesh. We must allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and not a spirit of fear. So I hope this encourages you. This has just, you know, been on my mind lately. I'm still working through this myself. I'm still speaking to myself. But I know that there are so many people out there right now that, you know, we all want to live simply, right? We all want to live without all these distractions. And I know that one of those biggest distractions for all of us these days is fear. Whether you were fearful as a child in your whole life or you never were that type of person, Everybody is feeling it to some degree these days because there's a lot of, you know, spirits out there in the earthly realm that are not from God. And that, um, you know, spiritual battle is always going on. And fear is one of those tactics that they want to use to keep us from, number one, sharing the gospel keep us from living out our purpose, keep us from living for the Lord, and, you know, keep us from uh, having that full faith and trust in Him. As soon as we turn over our fears and we give them too much space in our mind, we have taken our focus off the Lord and we have uh, taken our trust out of him. And it's like, you know, like that, we're, we're not acting like that baby in the daddy's arms. So I want you today Rest in your father's arms, knowing nothing can ever separate you from God. Nothing on earth, no matter how awful, terrible situation, whatever it is, if you are in Christ, you are safe forever. Nothing can separate you. Go read Romans 8. Go read those last few verses um, in Romans 8. Let me actually, I'm going to see if I can read it to you real quickly without my uh, glasses on, but I'm going to try because I feel like it's that important. But like I said, I encourage you guys to go into the word on your own because that, I mean, that's where we have the transformation. You know, me telling you something is one thing, but when you're in the word for yourself and you're spending that intimate time with the Lord, That's where the transformation takes place. That's where the power to overcome the spirit of fear takes place. But it says here in Romans 8, starting in verse, I'm trying to read it here without my glasses, 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us? whom God has chosen for his own, no one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from God's love? Does it mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced 
that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Boy, is that powerful. That's Romans 8. That is the New Living Translation. Go read it. I'm going to meditate on those all day long because that is the power to overcome that fear which is a liar in our lives so i hope this encouraged you if it did let me know reach out to me share it with a friend and until the next time i wish you all the blessings and joy in jesus today